Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for January 18th, 2019. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. Well, I told you I'd be off a couple of weeks because there really wasn't going to be much happening, but we finally uh, have uh, a big UFC show coming up tomorrow night. It is called UFC on ESPN Plus 1, and it's at the um, uh, Barclay Card Center, whatever it's called, Barclay Center in um, Brooklyn. And um, uh, the main thing here is the UFC has made a, if you live in the U.S., this is a big change. So for the last several years, the UFC has, for the most part, been on Fox. So a show like this, one you have coming up tomorrow night, would have been on Fox Sports 1. And they also had shows on uh, Fox and they also had shows that are pay-per-view, okay? And UFC Fight Pass exclusives. So that has changed significantly because everything is moved to ESPN, all right? So there are, um, there are um, pay-per-view shows still, but um, there are going to be shows on ESPN, and there are all going to be shows on ESPN Plus. Now, ESPN Plus is an OTT uh, online service very similar to uh, UFC Fight Pass, for that matter, or Netflix, or you know anything like that. That's what it is. So, uh, if you're in the U.S., um, what's going to happen is this: the um, prelims tonight, the that are not only going to be on UFC Fight Pass, but they're going to be on ESPN Plus. And the, uh, um, the prelims that normally would have been on Fox Sports 1 or someplace like that, they're going to be on ESPN. And then the main card is going to be on ESPN Plus. For US uh, viewers, that adds an extra layer. Okay, You have to pay for ESPN Plus in order to see everything. Okay? Okay? Now, I live in Canada, we don't have ESPN up here, okay? And we don't have ESPN Plus. Uh, what we do have is TSN. And there are changes in what's, how it's being handled, but we don't have to pay any uh, extra. I already have UFC Fight Pass, okay? So I already have that. Now, so that's the big difference. The big difference is that Americans, you guys have to pay uh, for ESPN Plus in order to see all the fights, all right? In Canada, we don't have to do that. So the big change here in Canada, and there's only one real change, and that's that over the, for the past uh, couple of years, the Fight Network has been a secondary broadcaster, okay? And what they were doing is they were airing uh, prelims like to like the prelims for the show that we got tomorrow night, and they also aired some USC Fight Pass uh, shows. Okay, uh, but they are not broadcasting UFC anymore. They've lost that. All the um, ESPN and ESPN Plus shows, along with the prelims, they are all going to air on TSN. Okay, now I understand they're going to air Dana, Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender series as well. What about the Fight Pass shows? Well, they will air on Fight Pass. So if you already have Fight Pass, like I do, 
you don't really need to do anything else. So uh, the bottom line is that uh, we don't have to spend an extra whatever it is a month for something like ESPN Plus because TSN does not have a service like that. And, um, and uh, they're, they're not planning to do one. And so that's the deal. And I, am, I would imagine that uh, other foreign deals are very similar to that. Uh, I think some of them have changed and some of them haven't. But the TSN one didn't really change. The only difference is now uh, uh, the Fight Network is not involved in it anymore. Okay, so that's the only difference. Anyway, so this show tomorrow night, there's two women's fights on the show. So let's uh, talk about both of these. The first one is on the main card at Flyweight. It is Paige Van Zant versus Rachel Ostevich. Now, the last time we saw Paige Van Zant, she broke her arm in a fight last year, and it took some time for her. I think she had to have surgery to fix that and all that sort of thing. And so this is her first fight since then. Uh, she lost that fight to uh, Jessica Rose Clark. And, you know, <laughs> she's not a fighter, in my opinion. She's a celebrity, right? And, and um, we'll get into this a little bit more in a second. Now, Rachel Ostevich, I'll get into to Paige a little bit more in a second, but I want to talk about Rachel Ostevich for just a minute, of course, because she's been in the uh, news recently because, of course, her uh, husband and trainer was arrested for domestic violence, and she could have skipped this fight, but she has chosen not to. I don't agree with that. I actually think she should have passed on it. You know, I don't know what she's going to be like. I don't know who's training or anything like that. The other problem with her for me, and I, I have a problem with both of them in this respect, and that's that both of these girls are fighting for the UFC just as they were fighting for Invicta for one reason and one reason only, their looks, their sex appeal. You know, I'm the only one who'll bring up this kind of stuff, that there are fighters who are female fighters who are in the UFC strictly for their sex appeal. Rachel is awful, okay? She's, she's one and one in the UFC. I mean, she's four and four in total. That's not the kind of record where a fighter belongs in the UFC. So her, uh, you know, if she keeps losing, is the UFC going to get rid of her? You know, she wasn't any good in Invicta either. So... I don't know. It's the same thing with Paige. Paige is not a very good fighter, you know, in my opinion. I expect her to win because I think she's a better fighter than Rachel, but I don't like either of them, okay? They're there for sex appeal. That's the bottom line on those two, all right? And again, I've talked about this before that, okay, let's say you have a fighter like a Rachel Ostevich who has sex appeal, all right? And it turns out she isn't any good. Right, and you have to, and you know, maybe it's time to release her. Maybe they'll keep her around just for. Maybe she's a draw just because of her sex appeal. I don't know. I don't know, but it's a bit of a dilemma that the UFC has sometimes in this type of situation because, you know, if you look at the skills of these two fighters, they should be on the fight pass prelims. But because of Paige's um, notoriety and maybe Rachel's to some extent, they're on the main card. Okay. The card that's on the, the the match that's on the prelims is a lot more interesting. It's also at flyweight. It is Joanne Calderwood versus Ariane Lipsky. Now, Joanne, we should be all familiar with her. She is, of course, from Glasgow, Scotland. Uh, her record is twelve and three. Uh, she is um, 
uh, training now at, uh, at, uh, with John Wood at Syndicate MMA in Las Vegas. So previously she was training at TriStar in Montreal. So the only thing I, I kind of wonder about with Joanne is, uh, is John, what, what has John helped her with and that sort of thing. Because basically what you have with Joanne Calderwood is she is a kickboxer. And she has no ground skills, no ground game. Her last win w was actually her first win ever by submission over, but unfortunately it was against a fighter who may be the worst fighter in the UFC, and that's Kalindra Faria. She's just awful. And so I don't really count that, all right? Ariane Lipsky is making her UFC debut, but she comes with a track record because she is the former KSW flyweight champ. And she is known as the uh, violence queen. So she comes with a track record. Okay. And my guess is they're putting her in a match against somebody who people know like Joanne, because if she wins that fight, then you got to leap her right up to the top of the top of the card. Okay. Because she has potential to be a title contender very quickly because she's already been a champ. She's already been in front of big crowds. The uh, UFC jitter shouldn't get to her the way it gets to some others. And also, if she can take Joanne down, like early in the fight, she shouldn't have much trouble finishing her. Okay? So that's really the bottom line. I, I just think Joanne is way too limited. And, uh, you know, I, I don't look at her last win uh, as, as really any kind of gauge of anything because she was fighting somebody who's awful. Ariane is probably a much better fighter than Joanne. Well, we'll see tomorrow night, okay? So that's for tomorrow night. Again, uh, as is usually the case, I will be back on Sunday with the fight videos and my review of those fights. Now, we did have a couple of uh, fight announcements. I, I just wanted to mention one fight that they did announce is coming up uh, in, in May. It's going to be uh, Rose Namahunas defending the uh, UFC uh, Strawweight Championship against... Um, uh, Jessica Andraj. Now, I haven't written about this yet, and I'm not going to talk about this fight now. And the reason is that they haven't named a location for it yet. It's going to be in Brazil. And from what I understand, it's going to be in a big soccer stadium down there. But it hasn't been announced yet. So until they announce that, I'm not going to post anything about it on my blog. And uh, we're not going to talk about it yet. I'll talk about it when the time comes. But I do have a couple of fights that were uh, announced recently, uh, probably last week. Um, uh, the first, the first one is, um, Michelle Watterson versus Carolina Kovalkovic at, uh, the well at, it's going to be UFC on ESPN two at the Wells Fargo center in Philadelphia. This is at straw weight. Now, Michelle is a very popular fighter. She's of course known as the karate hottie. She is 33 years old. She trains at Jackson Wink in Me Mexico. In New Mexico, her record is 16 and 6 and 4 and 2 in the UFC. She's a former Invicta Atomweight champ, champ, and that's her big problem. She is undersized at strawweight. Now, she's on a two-fight winning streak. Carolina is 33 years old from Lodz, Poland. Her record is 12 and 3 and 5 and 3 in the UFC. Carolina is a points fighter. Now, she's good at being a points fighter, so she is effective against a certain level of fighter. She even has a win over current champ, Rose Nabahunas. But her losses are to Joanna Jajicic, 
Claudia Gadelia, and most recently to Jessica Andrade by first round TKO. Now, I don't think Michelle hits as hard as Jessica, and I don't think Michelle is an elite fighter at straw weight, though she may be an elite fighter at atom weight, all right? Now, Carolina is usually effective when she is able to keep her distance and outpoint her opponent. Now, already some pundits are suggesting that the winner of this fight could get a title shot, and I, I'm not in that category. I don't suggest that at all. The strawweight title picture is crowded. You've got Tatiana Suarez, Zhang Veili, and Olivia Renata Souza also in the mix. Now, with a strawweight title match coming up in May, we may see a couple of title contender eliminators over the summer to set up a title match in the fall. And there are other fights coming up that will determine the pecking order. Now, I like Tatiana Veili and Olivia a whole lot more than either Michelle or Carolina. <coughs> <laughs> okay, so that's that one fight. The other fight is, uh, was reported last week by Brett Okamoto of ESPN that Pollyanna Viana versus Hannah Cyphers has been added to UFC 235 March 2 at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. This fight is at strawweight. Pollyanna is 27 years old. She's from Brazil. Her record is 10-2 and 1-1 and one in the UFC. In her last fight we saw that Pollyanna has trouble with striking, okay? J.J. Aldrich used a keep-away strategy, and Pollyanna couldn't catch up to her. So she's going to have to improve in that area, or she will have problems. Now, as you probably heard, she's in the news recently because uh, last week she was waiting for an Uber outside her apartment building, and some guy tried to rob her. She's proceeded to beat the crap out of him. <laughs> and this story got international attention. So as I said, she's been in the news lately. Now, Hannah is 26 years old from Oxford, North Carolina. Her record is 8-3, and three, and she lost her UFC debut to Macy Barber. Hannah came in at a late, as a late replacement. Maybe she'll be better with a full camp, but she's primarily a striker. And the thing is... She punches hard enough that if she can land some shots early in the fight, she could win this fight fairly quickly. But I, I don't know. She may try the keep-away strategy because that worked very well against Pollyanna. Okay? So we'll just have to wait and see how that works out. But I, I, I look at it as an even fight that if uh, Pollyanna can get takedown, she can probably win. But if not, she's going to have a problem because her striking is subpar. Okay? All right. Uh, that's it for today. As I said, I will be back on Sunday with the videos from tomorrow's UFC show. Don't really have anything uh, WWE related this week. Uh, we're just uh, getting ready for um, um, uh, the Royal Rumble. Now, there is going to be a, uh, a match on NXT next week with um, uh, teaming up uh, Yoshirai and... Uh, um, uh, Kyrie Sane. So we'll have that video for you. And I don't know if Oscar will be on Tuesday's show. I have, I have no idea at this point. But uh, uh, it's looking like she's going to win that match in the, at the Royal Rumble. At the Royal Rumble. But anyway, uh, like I said, don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. If you have any questions or comments, you can leave a voicemail on the podcast. And if you want to subscribe, you can do so at uh, Google Play Music, Google Podcast iTunes, and Spotify. As I said, be back on Sunday. Have a good weekend. Enjoy the fights.